Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name's Tom Bump, and I'm your host. It's so good to be back with you for another episode. I want to say thanks to our sponsor of this episode, Kidology. Um, Kidology is one of the largest one-stop shop places for anything kid ministry. The good friend Carl Bastian, the Kidologist, has created a lot of fantastic resources. And if you haven't checked out Kidology, I highly recommend you go check it out. Um, subscribe to it, um, be a part of the community over there. There are so many great resources available to anybody who joins the group. There's also a lot of free stuff as well. Um, so go check it out. And thanks, Kidology, for your support of the KMC podcast. I appreciate it very, very much. Now, this week's episode is in response to some posts and some things that I've been seeing on Facebook uh, in some groups. Um, there's been some some a lot of hurt and questions going around. And I just felt like it was time to respond and to give some advice and experience, especially in light of starting up restoring leaders, which helps uh, hurting and burned out leaders. I felt like this would be a great episode to bring on the air with you. Um, I've seen a lot of posts talking about whether I should stay in ministry, whether I should leave ministry or people that have been let go both on good terms and bad terms. Some have been blindsided. It's been interesting and kind of sad at times when I see the, the posts that are shared. And there's a lot of leaders that are hurting, both in kid ministry and in student ministry that I follow. And so I felt like I wanted to pull together some, some veterans of children's ministry. These are two close, uh, two close friends of mine who I know have gone through transitions of their own, um, good, bad, and ugly too, just like myself. Uh, and so we all speak from experience in this area. And so I hope this will be an encouraging podcast, even though we're going to talk about some hard stuff, even though we're going to talk about some unpleasant things. Uh, I hope that by the end of the podcast, we've helped encourage you, give you some new perspective and hopefully some wisdom hopefully, um, and not just some, some insanity, but I know we'll make you laugh. Um, that I can pretty much guarantee. Um, but anyway, hey, it's so good to have back my, my co-host. Um, but tonight, today, <laughs> I guess technically he's a guest. Um, I guess, I, I don't know. It's kind of weird. You're, you're still the co-host and founder, help, co-founder of the KMC, Ron Brooks. Welcome back, buddy. Hey, Tom. I'll be a guest today. I'm good with that. All right. All right. I suppose. And live from the studios down in Texas. And boy, if you could only see his studio. <laughs> uh, he's been on the podcast before, but David Madrin, welcome back, bud. Gentlemen, it's a pleasure. I'm looking forward to uh, really just speaking into leaders. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm glad you guys are both here. And like I said, I know this isn't a pleasant topic. Um, but yet it can be because transitions help us all grow and whether they're good, bad, or ugly, um, ministry transitions happen. And I know that the church can do a much better job when it comes to these kind of things, but I want to help leaders as we think about these kind of things. And you guys know the routine. We always start with the why question. And so I'm curious to know, and I want this to be a kind of a brief answer 
because uh, we're going to dig deeper into the, some of this stuff. Um, so make your answers quick here. But for everybody listening, we're just going to kind of round table this. We may talk over each other. This is going to be real and raw. Um, I'm not going to edit unless there's some major goofball thing that I say that I have to take out. Um, but, but I do want this to be, I, I want you to hear from our hearts. Um, so fellas, I, I'm curious, what's your why when it comes to um, why would someone leave a ministry position? Um, you don't have to give us everything, but just give us a short, why would, what would be some of the reasons why someone would leave ministry? David, why don't you kick us off? First and foremost, Tom, I think it is just a matter of obedience. Uh, I, I'm hopeful that our audience, um, when they have been in times of transition, it has been because it's been God-led and not self-led, like, you know, trying for that, that next big position or whatever. And, and there's nothing wrong with, with growing, you know, as your ministry grows. Um, but we always want to be seeking the Lord in, in what our next steps should be, um, because we, we want to, uh, I, I believe, you know, if we're going to be uh, faithful leaders, we, we've got to be looking to the leader of leaders. We've got to be t- looking to the Lord for, for our next steps in, in everything we do in ministry and home life, personal life. Uh, all that kind of stuff. Cool. Ron, what, what are your thoughts? I would answer two things uh, to spring off of what David said, uh, obedience. You know, if God moves you on, that's a pretty good time to uh, leave, whether you're transitioning from one ministry to another or transitioning from ministry to something else. But then um, my personal experience tells me there's another reason why people leave ministry and that's when someone decides for you that it's your time to leave uh, through no fault of my own or your own. Um, Other people, pastors, they have influence, they have authority, uh, their decisions have consequences, good or bad. And uh, sometimes we are on uh, the other end of those consequences of decisions that other people make. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, you guys have hit the nail on the head right from the start. And this is going to be a great conversation because you're right. I think um, if you're going to leave, um, like you just said, David, is make sure you're, you're being led. And um, we're going to talk about the idea of what happens if it's not your choice. Um, if you don't have a, a, a an option, <laughs> but there are times where you do. And so we're going to talk about those kind of things. And in fact, let's, let's talk about leaving on good terms. So let's say, you know, ministry is, is going relatively well. Um, and, and you just kind of sense that maybe you're, you're, you're done for a season, um, that it's time whether that's, that's you've been looking and you, you found a new position or you haven't, um, but I, I'm curious, what are some of the things that a leader should consider if they're thinking that their season is coming to an end? Well, Tom, that is uh, something that I literally have recently stepped into. Um, and, and it started with just a very raw moment uh, back around Thanksgiving. 
and, and the Lord just make it very clear in my mind, uh, the word faith and, and, you know, spending, spending some time exploring that a little bit, it, it really came to light. What have I done in faith for the Lord? You know, or when's the last time I really trusted the Lord for anything? Um, and, and so that moment came very real and as I spent more time in prayer and just seeking the Lord of, okay, where, where are you going in this? Uh, it became very, very evident that he wanted me to, to leave on good terms. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we um, are, are still very plugged into the church where I was recently on staff as of two weeks ago, even uh, at the time of this recording, uh, still serving children's ministry. You know, I led a large group lesson in a small group. Um, just today. Um, but obedience, you know, just going back to that word, obedience has to be a priority in ministry. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I had some very raw, some very real conversations with campus pastors, with our next gen pastor, uh, with one of our uh, founding co-pastors, you know, just saying the Lord is asking me to step out in faith in this. I don't know what it looks like in the moment. I'm not looked for another job. I'm not looking for another job in the secular world. Even uh, I just know that I've got to step out in faith. And uh, quite honestly, I mean, we are a growing and booming church in the DFW Metroplex. And you know, even in COVID, you know, this COVID season we're in. I mean, just new, new families, new kids every single week, you know, just booming, booming ministry. Everything was, was going well, you know, the incline was coming back up. So it didn't make a whole lot of sense to people when I was like, yeah, we're, we're, I'm stepping away from, you know, full-time vocational ministry, uh, but we're still going to be here because that's just not heard of. (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, so it really, it, it goes back to just being, trying your best to be obedient and, in what you are sensing and hearing from the Lord. Yeah. Good stuff, David. Um, thanks for sharing that. And yeah, I do know that you know, that was quite a transition for you and, and one that I know you prayed through and you shared with me, I was praying with you for that and God, and God made the path clear. And, and so you had real clear steps and, and a real clear peace um, when you came to that decision. It wasn't a, a quick, spontaneous decision. It, it, it didn't hit you out of the, the blue. And I think that's something that leaders need to hear is that this wasn't a, a quick decision for you and it wasn't an easy decision, but yet it was one that, that you knew your season had come and, and it was time to step out. Ron, thoughts um, on, and what, what have you experienced when you knew that a season was coming to an end uh, and it was time for you to, to move on? Um, I've had one experience that moved me from one ministry to another that an opportunity presented itself through nothing that I did on my own without looking for uh, any type of transition. Um, we were asked, uh, presented an opportunity and asked, and it actually moved us halfway across the country uh, down south for a little while. But it became obvious to us, my wife and I, as we explored the possibility, we sought uh, wisdom from 
mentors and uh, friends, family. Uh, it was not a decision that we made lightly. Uh, we ended up moving away from both of our families. Uh, so it was a big decision that we made. Um, that was a positive uh, experience. Um, there was another situation where, like, like David was saying, there comes a point where you might begin to wonder uh, about the position that you're in and is it time, is it not time? Um, as I'm thinking back, I, I wrote down here while, while he was talking, it's okay to explore if you don't know you know, God could be moving, he could not be moving you, you know, there, there's different reasons why we have that. Um, I would call it maybe an unsettled feeling, you know, maybe that causes you to question, you know, and it's not necessarily to move you from where you are to someplace else, but maybe to move you from a different level of where you are or a deeper level of where you are, or, you know, some type of personal or internal, or there's a lot of different reasons for that uh, unsettled, yeah. if that's even the right word to say, um, you know, so when I experience that, it, it becomes a time to where, I'm not planning to leave, but I want to give God an opportunity if it is time to leave. So I put a resume together and talk to people and, you know, you do the networking thing. And um, at this particular uh, set of circumstances, the church that I was serving at was uh, going through some staff changes and some internal struggles, you know, so that was what was causing us to question, you know, should we stay or should we go? Uh, we ended up staying, um, went through interview processes in multiple places. Um, we were flown to, <laughs> we drove to one place, we were flown to another place to go through interviews and uh, ended up passing on those opportunities or those opportunities didn't work out. And in that instance, it was not a time to leave, but it was a, I'm not sure what's going on type of situation. So people that are listening, you're going to have all different reasons for your, um, what you're sensing. And it's okay to explore uh, options and give God the opportunity to move you if that is, uh, in fact, what he's wanting you to do. You know, I can remember um, one of my situations where I was actually uh, the filling in uh, the church had gone under some major transitions and of senior leadership. And it wasn't a large church, um, but uh, our senior pastor moved on and uh, I was asked by the board to step in. I was a youth and children's pastor at the time. And, and I remember uh, not saying no, uh, but saying yes, which was a little insane um, to, to maintaining my current role, but also having uh, the opportunity to step in and preach on Sunday mornings as well. And, and I did that. And during the, the six, eight months, I think I was leading, there was a lot of chatter about me stepping into that role. And, and I remember sitting in the office, praying about my message that day and had just finalized some notes and, and had typed it up and, and uh, 
all of a sudden, as I was praying over the message, I felt like God was really clearly saying, this is the final one. Um, you're, you're gonna, the season is ending. And, and it was the clearest thing, a sensation I'd ever had in my life of, I knew based on how things that, how the church was going and things like that, that, that there was a potential that we would have to leave eventually because I, I knew that because of the leadership change, we had lost a few people, but then again, we gained a bunch more and we were on the growth rise and things were going really well. And like I said, there was a lot of chatter of me stepping into that new role. And I wasn't sure exactly that God was calling me to be the, the senior pastor. I wasn't sure I wanted to be a senior pastor. I loved doing children and student ministry and family ministry. And but God was just very clearly saying go. And I hadn't had a resume ready. Like, you know, you guys were talking, I, I didn't have anything ready. And when David said obedience, that's why I think the story popped into my head is I had to just say, okay, God, I'm going to obey you. And yeah. what was cool was, and it was really confirming to me that I was making the right decision on that day. Even though, like I said, it felt spontaneous. It wasn't. As I look back now, I could see how God had lined up a series of events that all of a sudden I knew I was making the right decision, but I walked back from the house or the church to the parsonage uh, that was behind the church. And I walked in the front door and my wife looked at me and said, we're done, aren't we? And I was mm -hmm. like, Whoa, what? Wow. And she's wow. like, we're, we're done here. Aren't we? And I'm like, well, where do you get that? And she's like, I just had this feeling today that our time here is coming to a close. Mm. And it, it about knocked me down when, when, it, when, when that happened. But you know what? We had such peace. And so when I announced my resignation on that Sunday, um, the next day, um, yeah, a lot of people were shocked. But I told everybody, you know, this is like Abraham when God said, I want you to go, but I'm not telling you where to go. Yeah. We're just going to obey. And we had yeah. no idea. And then God yeah. took us to this whole new church. And it was an amazing experience. Um, and, and so I'm always fascinated when, when we get to, when we get to sense those seasons are done, but there's always a danger, uh, of staying too long. Um, I, I we'll go off a of script here just a little bit, but I'm curious, what are your thoughts about staying too long in a place? Is that a thing? Um, could it be a thing? Any thoughts? I, I, I know this is going to sound like a broken record. Uh, but I, I think, if if we're doing it out of our own power and our own might, then we're doing it for the wrong reason. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, I mean, if there has been a clear time in, in, in your meeting with the Lord, whatever that looks like, whatever that sounds like, where the Lord has been, hey, Dave, I want you to do this. And you don't step into that. What have you just missed? Exactly. What yeah. have you just missed? Yeah. Now, hey, you may be leading a 10,000 member church. You know, you've got 10,000 in the, in the audience, you know, you've got 10,000 in the, in the pews, in the seats, chairs, whatever that looks like for you. And yet, what have you missed? Well, if we're going to be honest here, and I know we don't have the answers um, all the time, but I would, I would say for me, a timeline would be important. I'm not the type to up and walk away from something without having something else to walk to. 
and that, that that's not a, I don't see that as a lack of faith. I see that as trying to take care of my faith. And, and that's just me. That, that's not to say that you're wrong. If you, if you have the faith to walk in and resign and walk out and not have anything else to move toward more power to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know that I could do that. <laughs> and you well, know that, what? Go ahead, David. Well, I was just going to say, I think that's, I think that's something the Lord has to bring you to. Yes. You know, he, yep. he's got to yep. bring you to that point because I mean, I, I have, you know, I did step into something else right away, but there's so many unknowns in that thing that I stepped into. And, and yet, I mean, right away, I saw God's blessing and, and the obedience. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, yeah, I, Ron, you're absolutely right. It makes all of the sense in the world to, hey, let's get our ducks in a row. You know, let's make sure our family is taken care of, you know, all these kind of things. But how much of that are we doing in our own might and our own power and not saying, Lord, you know, you've had this all along. I know you're going to have this. Now, so I'm not poo-pooing what you're saying, but, you know, there is just those, I guess I can just, just speak on, on recent experience, those faith moments that are so moving, that, that are uh, hopefully going to be an encouragement to somebody listening uh to to just say man i know god's got this i don't know what this looks like and and i i was i was saying that on february 28th knowing that was my last day you know our last service that was my last bit of responsibility not knowing you know fully what monday was going to bring but that for me was part of the faith journey saying lord i know you've got something yeah. And, and, you know, I, I think it's interesting because it just shows that everybody's call to ministry, yeah. everybody's, everybody's movement and transition is different. That's right. Because, it's not, it's because, not a one size fits all. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, exactly. it's yeah. not like you're, you're right. And I'm wrong. And yeah. in no, no way am I no. right. And you're wrong. Sure. We're both yep. speaking from our personal experience yeah. Yeah. and it's right for each yes. of us in the situation Absolutely. that we're in and, and we're at opposite ends of the spectrum, <laughs> you know, what yeah. we're describing complete opposite. Which right. is funny. Yeah. All three of our stories are different and that's what I'm hoping listeners are paying attention to. Now, this is what I will say, especially if you're a younger, newer leader to ministry, you notice that we're talking right now about seasons that are good seasons, seasons yeah. that are, are, are moving ahead. Never would I advise anybody who even is in a bad season, who's had a rough Sunday or a couple of rough Sundays in a row, go, okay, expect that God's going to up and move you tomorrow, or right. you should throw in your, you know, throw in your resignation. No, we're, we'll talk about what to do in a harder transition. In fact, that's what we're going to get to next. Um, but all three cases, I know all three of us could testify to the fact that God made it very, very clear when we came to that point on that day of decision, we knew and, and, 
And, and for me, anyway, there was, there was no doubt what I needed to do. There was, I was very clear on, this is how God wants me to go. Um, I've had other situations where it took a long time for me to come to that place. That's why I kind of asked the whole thing about staying too long. Cause I think, yes, you can, um, yeah. you can definitely stay too long. And like you just said, you know, you, you miss out on God's blessing. And I, I've, I've come close to that several times, I think in my life, cause I was dragging my feet. Um, and, and I was like, why would I leave now? This is great. Mm. Um, so yeah. So let's, let's talk about some of the harder transition stuff. Um, let's say whether it, I mean, and there's multiple scenarios and we don't have time to cover all of them, but you know, let's just say that the, the situation is difficult the circumstances it's become harder and harder and clearer and clearer, you know, um, well, maybe we better define a little bit because <laughs> I don't want to lead somebody that's, that's listening to this, the wrong direction under hard circumstances, as you guys would describe it, what are some of the, the good reasons for you to go? If, if, you know, you get to that point of saying, I can't stay. Um, maybe we better clarify that just a little bit, and then we'll talk about how to leave and exit strategy stuff. But I, I'm just curious, what are some of the circumstances that you would say, yeah, that's a that's a hard reason, and you should be you should be looking to to get out. Ron, thoughts? If the person's preaching from the pulpit is not speaking scripture, yeah, that's I'm, a reason excellent. to. <laughs> yep. yeah. That's a reason yeah. to move on. Yeah. There's your First sign. Yeah. yeah, here's your sign. <laughs> I feel like that's how we're going to end each of these statements. Here's right. your sign. <laughs> Here's the red flag. <laughs> yeah. Okay. David. I mean, per personality, oh, personality, conflict, personality yeah. conflicts can lead to that, but I don't see that. That to me is not one of those immediate things. That's one yes. of those things that makes things difficult. And when I was talking earlier about uh, putting a timeline in place, I may have to work faster on my end, sure. you know, not, not take things and, and, slowly um again per, you could have personal personality conflicts everywhere i'm, I'm talking the serious sure. kind you know yes. yeah. um but yeah the the, the anti-scripture is the big one for me yeah yeah that's good that's good david home life mm. when and and i have been so guilty of this I think I know where uh, you're going, and I'd say me too. <laughs> over the years, um, mm. when when the church has become a bigger priority than your family, yeah, mm -hmm. yep, yep, uh, and every every place that I've served since I've been married, uh, there have been instances upon instances upon instances in which I put the church above my family. Mm -hmm. and it's a shame i hate that i even have to admit that but there's healing in that and there's there's truth mm -hmm. in that and, and there's hopefully some some wisdom and some help to others in that because it's so easy to do there, there's this mental at least for me there was this mental misconception that anything and everything church related I had to be at, or I had to be involved in, or, you know, there was just things that tied me to that instead of putting my family first. 
That's that's a heavy one, but it's a truthful one. And thanks for thanks for sharing that because I, I think a lot of people realize it and and that's one of the things that you know we talk about with the restoring leaders coaching that I do is oftentimes that's that's one of the reasons that people burn up and burn out. Um and and in some ways they should, um, because you know, scripture is very clear about keeping our houses in order and mm-hmm. that's not one we can compromise. Um, God loves us too much. He loves our families too much. Um, and that's when that's really a messed up identity sometimes, because that's when we let identity become our, you know, it, the, the vocation becomes our identity. That's how I want to say it. Um, and, and that's not the way it's supposed to be. Right. And so we do have to pay attention to that. And, you know, I mean, I think I think another thing that another reason to say, okay, I think I need to get out of here, is is that you don't love, support, defend, encourage um, your your senior pastor. Um, if you're in a point where you think you can do everything better than he or she, um, you probably need to start thinking of an exit strategy because uh, God didn't put you in that place of leadership. He didn't put you in that chair. And if you can't fully support, now I'm not saying you're going to agree to every single thing. I don't know if I've ever worked as, and I've had some fantastic senior pastors to work under. I don't think I've ever fully agreed with everything that they do or how they do it. And I've often had times of where I thought I could do it better, <laughs> but, but that's not my job. And quite bluntly, when I, when I do coaching with KMC coaching and we're talking leadership and strategy and those kind of things, that's one of the things I talk to my students about is, is the fact that you, you do need to care about the mission and vision and you do need to be able to pull the same rope. And if you can't, it's time to think about an exit strategy. It's, that's a situation where you need to start thinking about um, how to leave and how to leave gracefully, uh, yeah. quickly, you're, quietly. And exit. Yeah. you're not in a healthy, you're not in a healthy mental place. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Fellas, this has been such a great conversation. I stop right here and end part one of should I stay? Should I go? What do I need to know? Listen, gang, we're going to keep recording and then we're going to bring you part two next week here on the KMC podcast. So again, thanks for listening and join us for part two. You don't want to miss the rest of our conversation. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills and ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.